If I were to ask you what you believe it means to be abundant, what would you say? To have financial prosperity? To own real estate? To have all the shiny things? What if I told you that abundance is an energy? An energy that, once embodied, attracts your deepest desires that manifest on the 3D physical plane. You are inherently worthy of abundance. But the problem is that most are going about receiving abundance in a backwards manner. If you are anything like most people, then you've been working towards abundance by focusing on doing. But when you start with doing, you perpetuate the action of doing, and you likely will find yourself stuck in the cycle of working so hard and getting nowhere. When you start with being, you inevitably raise your vibration, which attracts other vibrational energies that bring prosperity and relish you with abundance. By the end of this episode, you will feel inspired to become who you truly are, Be more conscious of your unique energy and how you can use your energetic blueprint as a tool for enlightenment. And finally, gain an understanding about reading your natal chart and know where to look to implement the principles of astrology into your life. Abundance is not something you own or possess. Abundance is who you are, a state of being, your birthright. The question is, how confidently are you owning and claiming this birthright? You are listening to the Confidently You podcast. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I'm a communication and embodiment coach with a purpose to help you start reclaiming your truth with confidence. I'm obsessed with helping you transform your life by pushing the boundaries of what is possible by exploring the edge of your consciousness. With this podcast, you will find inspiration to master your energy, how to manifest with it, and choose adventure amidst life's challenges while overcoming unconscious self-sabotage. I'm here to tell you that confidence is not something that you earn, rather something that you can learn. And with confidence, you can communicate anything into existence that your soul is destined for. So if you love personal development, spirituality, manifestation, and shit that blows your mind, then you are exactly where you are meant to be. I already know we're going to evolve to a whole other level together. So without further ado, let's take the next step on your journey of becoming confidently you. Hello, Confident Soul. Welcome back to another episode of the Confidently You podcast. My name is Amber, and I am your host on your confidence building journey. I am so honored to have a special guest on the podcast today. His name is Hamidi Reed, and he is a master astrologer and the founder of his company called Success Forever Astrology. His mission is to help the world to understand how to use astrology as a tool for self-enlightenment so you can understand how to use your energetic blueprint to get real-world results and live a fulfilling life. Hamidi is such a kind and gentle soul. He is from the UK and his podcast, this podcast recording was actually the first time that we got to know each other. There's actually an interesting manifestation story under, uh, under play here. I'm so grateful that I was able to welcome him on the show because I have been looking to have an astrologer or a more advanced human design reader on to interview and share their wisdom. So I've been keeping that idea on the back of my mind, waiting for an invitation from someone else or for an energetic invitation for me to ask to have someone on and keeping that intention in the back of my mind, but not the forefront of my focus. And this is actually part of my human design. My energy is channeled without resistance when I wait to be invited. And by my design, I manifest with little resistance when I stay out of my own way and let the universe do the heavy lifting while I just focus on being, and which is so freaking liberating if you ask me. So naturally, when I received an email from Hamidi's publicist, I was super stoked to have received the invitation to have Hamidi on the show. 
And before recording this episode, I hadn't actually looked at my natal chart before, but after recording, I felt inspired to go look it up and learn some really cool things about myself. Things that I suppose I I kind of already knew, but weren't in my immediate awareness. And I was most interested to read about where planet Mercury was in my chart, because it's the planet of communication. And I gotta say, it's pretty bang on. Uh, It says that I communicate emotionally and empathetically and that I have a strong intuition and skill for diplomacy, which bang on, that sounds exactly like me. And as previously mentioned on the show, I'm becoming a human design reader, and astrology is one of the sciences that makes up human design. So it was interesting to see how one of the building blocks of human design makes up my energetic blueprint and ultimately to hear different perspectives about how this comes together. Hamidi has such a beautiful and humble perspective about abundance, and it was so refreshing to hear from him. If abundance is something that you have trouble tapping into, then you're going to want to soak up the nuggets of wisdom that Hamidi has to offer. When you have a breakthrough or takeaway, please remember to screenshot this episode, tag us, and share it on your Instagram story so that we can share our message with more people. So let's tap into the abundance that is our birthright. Now, without further ado, please welcome Hamidi Reed with Forever Success Astrology to the podcast. Hello, Hamidi. Welcome to the Confidently You podcast. I am very excited to have you on today. I'd love if you opened up and shared with us a little bit about who you are, maybe some of your story and your purpose behind uh, coming on the podcast today. Uh, Thank you for having me on, Amber. I appreciate you. Um, So my name is Hamidi. Uh, success forever astrology helping you to understand the stars in you and for me astrology is something it's a tool to able to help you to gain access to who you are truly deep down um it's a blueprint a blueprint to your soul and we can begin to start using it as a map to understand who we are to gain enlightenment and access our true potential and our spiritual gifts and figure out how we can utilize them to manifest some real world results in life as well Mm, yes, that is so beautiful. I myself have been, uh, I just finished a, a four month course about manifestation and have been learning so much about that. And I'd love to hear your, your thoughts about using astrology to bring your desires to manifestation. Can you share with us a little bit about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So for me, my whole story was um, growing up, I wanted to, I wanted to I had desires like everybody else I wanted to I know that I had mad potential crazy potential but I never really knew how to access it and I didn't really understand yet the universal laws of cause and effect so I just kind of thought that the universe was just beating me up and pushing me around so I wanted to find like a uh, I was always searching for something searching for a tool that could help me to understand how I actually uh, manifest in the world so when I found astrology it was amazing for me because the reason in school you just get a cookie cutter format like everybody must learn this everybody must learn algebra and then I don't want to learn all that goddamn algebra you know what I'm saying so so when I found astrology and it was like a blueprint of who I am as an individual and it's like okay I'm good at this I'm interested in this and this is my personal map it it gave me um, clarity and freedom. Mm. Yes, the way that I see it, it's like a permission slip to really embody that that sense of who you are as a person, and knowing um, that using that blueprint as your guideline to know whether or not you are on the right path, whether or not you are in alignment with what is true for you. So how have you, how have you used this knowledge um, in, in your experiences of life? Um, so I've used this knowledge, first of all, I use this knowledge to help others because um, my first goal was really, I was, always, I was always trying to figure out how I could help others and serve the world because um, I realized that if I had had period in, periods in my life where I felt lost and confused and didn't know what to do, then other people have had that as well. So I wanted to find out, okay, cool. How can I, how can I figure out how to help people with this and um, share, share my knowledge and my wisdom? And 
but then as well, you really gave me a deeper insight into, like you said, who I am truly. And it gives you the, like you said, the permission slip to embody who you are, which means that you don't really need, you need a lot less validation from other people when mm. you really understand who you truly are. And we're in an age where we're all searching for our true potential and we've got access to lots of knowledge and information. And everybody says that they have the, the, the number one right way, the only way to do it. And then you'll try, you try this technique, it doesn't work for you. You try this technique, it gets some, some, some okay results. And then you figure out, okay, well, what's the right path for me? So astrology was the real one for me when I figured out, yes, I can look into and find a personal map for me and give other people a personal map for them. So you know what to, what to take and what to leave when you're listening mm-hmm. to, to other people or listening to the universe or you know what's in alignment with you because you know mm-hmm. who you are. Absolutely. You know, and what I'm hearing from that is that many people are struggling to, um, are struggling to manifest what they want. They're struggling to find their purpose. They're struggling to just live life on their terms because they are trying to follow the, follow the blueprint of a one size fits all, you know, manifest this way, you know, have a vision board or, you know, whatever it is, or, um, you know, do this type of work because that's, what's going to bring in a healthy income, you know, whatever it is that society conditions us to follow, it's very one size fits all, but we all have a unique purpose. We all have unique strengths, unique energies that are all designed to help the, the greater collective. But when we try to fit ourselves into this box that um, society tells us is quote unquote normal, we actually do a disservice to not only ourselves, but the collective. So I'd love to hear, hear your thoughts on that and how um, maybe some more specifics about um, ways that astrology has helped you and your clients. Yeah, sure. So um, there's there's a few examples I can I can share really. So the the first one I was just thinking of now is it really helps me to understand understand people. I feel as though I'm I'm an empathic person anyway. If, um, I'm very watery. Scorpio, Sun, Scorpio, Rising, Pisces, Moon. So I'm very empathic, but it also gave me a, a map to be able to understand other people and figure out. Okay, well this is the best way for me to communicate with my mom. And maybe this is a better way for me to communicate with my dad. And my, my friend, this friend will understand me more if I um, express myself in this way. And this friend will, will enjoy going out to dinner, whereas this friend will enjoy going hiking. And, and you really begin to get to, and that helps you to free up judgment. Because I feel mm. from a lack of understanding and lack of knowledge and lack of awareness. So it's like, if you see somebody that doesn't agree with you, it's like, oh my God, and you start judging and calling names and pointing. But it's like, when you actually understand the broader perspective, it's like, okay, well, maybe person A is a vegan and person A is a pescatarian and person C eats meat. And, but they're all living in alignment with who they truly are, which helps you to be at peace with the world and be at peace with yourself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I, I totally know what you mean. Um, I, I, I've been learning a little bit about human design. Have you heard of human design have, before? Yeah. 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 So astrology is part of human design. And I particularly find it interesting that now that I know my type, I know that I, how I best communicate with other people and knowing um, my partner's type and mm. like my friends, knowing their types, it, you know, offering those little tweaks in how we can communicate with people. So that, because the goal of communication is to achieve a mutual knowing through an exchange of information. But so if you're not communicating in such a way that the other person is going to understand, well, then you're not going to have the results that you want. So, or you're just going to continue or perpetuate disconnection. So I love that you just brought that to my awareness that astrology can really offer that as well. And um, having that sense of awareness because awareness is the first step to management you have to have awareness before you can manage things mm. yes. wonderful 100 <laughs> percent, and, and i believe this this maybe this maybe this isn't for me personally but 
I always take responsibility for the other person's understanding. So mm-hmm. if I'm communicating a message, whether it be teaching, whether it, or whether it just be having a conversation, if if you don't understand what I've said, that's my fault. Because mm. in, in my in my perspective, I haven't communicated it correctly or in a way that is simple enough or clear enough for you to understand. So that was really um, also helpful for me because I've, I've I have that way about me. So I want to make sure that I'm always connecting with different types of people on their level whether it be through their culture, through their perspective, through their understanding, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah, I I have that same kind of mindset. Like, ultimately, I cannot control how the other person perceives things. However, I can put the best intention, the best effort forward to communicate in a style that is on their level of understanding. So I totally relate to that. Um, I know... Shifting gears here a little bit, I know that you are particularly interested in discussing astrology and in terms of manifesting abundance. Uh, I rec- if I recall correctly, you have um, an abundance course coming coming up. I'd love to hear um, from the astrological perspective how it is that you attract abundance through astrology. Okay, yeah, amazing. So for me, ast- astro- where for me where astrology begun. Um, or at least where it began around our generation, it began in a place where it's kind of like, um, it was kind of like a cool cool party trick or a cool way to kind of understand a little bit of things like, yeah, Aries are angry and Tauruses are stubborn. And it was kind of <laughs> like, there was like, kind of like a surface level of it. So mm-hmm. then and certain people stayed on the surface level, certain people went deeper. So I was always a person who wanted to go deeper and deeper. But I started from a place again where I wanted to manifest um, real world success. Um, I've always been focused on success, even the business, my business success forever astrology. So it was like, okay, cool. I can un- I can understand myself more now, and understand others more. But how can we use this now to get some real world results? Because that's still what I'm after. Mm-hmm. So where I focused on that, we be- I began to understand. Okay, there's certain parts of the birth chart you can look at to understand. These are, these are my money, money-making assets. Um, these, this is the way that I, I'm going to best serve the world because any kind of success you're going to get is through helping other people. And mm-hmm. this is the energy that I need to use to be able to get a greater level of um, fame or success in, in a worldly sense or um, authority. Put some respect on your name, essentially, for what you're doing. Yeah. So when we, when we kind of begin to break down the birth chart in a certain way, or take all of the energy and direct it to a specific purpose, it begins to be a lot more um, purposeful in its use, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So do you have like a real life example from your own experience where you used something, used a a piece of your chart and how that translated into like a physical action that you took because Mm -hmm. of something that was in your chart? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so for me, I looked in, for, for example, I have a Sagittarius second house and with that energy, the Sagittarius energy is a strong teaching energy. So um, it brings forth the energy of, of wisdom and guidance of being able to see things from a broader perspective. So mm. for me, I utilize this energy to um, dive deeper into, into sharing, into sharing and focused on um, teaching people a lot more. And as I dived into teaching a lot more, I realized that, yo, like, I, I really, really enjoy teaching. Like, <laughs> for me, it's it's so fun. It's enjoyable. I love the um, uh, the spark of enlightenment, that the, the, the twinkle that happens in people's eyes when they have the light bulb moment of, of understanding something new. For me, that is something that I could do all day and, all day and forever. And as I kept on teaching, uh, I kept on getting the right feedback in terms of more people coming towards me, more people... Um, loving my teachings and more people paying me for those teachings so both and 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 on the reading side of it as well so both of those energies in terms of being able to give people um, guidance from and from an outside perspective and helping them to see the big picture has really benefited me um, spiritually emotionally and financially Mm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I feel it a bit of a loss because I, I have not had an astrology reading done. I would love to, I'd love to have it done. Um, but I feel it a bit of a loss because um, I don't know like 
what everything looks like. Um, maybe could you do um, a very brief summarization about what all of the things in the chart are? I know there's houses. I know there's like a north and south node, but I'm really yes. not fami too familiar with everything. Um, so if someone were to look at a chart right now, what yeah. would they see and like what would they find about it? All right, cool. So, so to just give like the listeners um, a brief overview of what a birth chart is. So, when you're born, we take like the universe takes a snapshot of the sky at the moment of your birth, the exact minute and moment second, and mm -hmm. that is basically the snapshot shows a pattern of the the planets in the sky at that moment in time, and that we use that as a birth chart. So, what you're going to see when you go on to to see your birth chart is you're going to see a circle. And it's almost like a, a 12 slice pizza. And those 12 mm -hmm. slices are all called houses. And those houses are like realms of experience. They're different areas of your life, different um, areas of experience that you will experience in your life, whether it's your personal life or your family life or your um, friendship or your romantic life or your sex life. It's going to have all of these different aspects that you can experience in life or within the birth chart in this 12 slice pizza. So all the 12 slices are called houses. Then you're gonna have these little symbols in there and these symbols are for the planets. The planets are like the energies that are, that are happening that bring forth the events in your life. And then the zodiac signs are how these happen. So you're really looking at, for there's three main things that you're looking at. You're looking at the planets, which is a what, that's the what happens, like the, the event. The houses, which is where it happens, what area of your life it happens in. And in the zodiacs, which is how it happens. So the what, where, and the how is really going to be able to break down um, the chart on a basic level. And then we've got a couple of things in terms of the aspects, which are how things, how the events connect together. And then, yes, but we, in essence, we go we go deep into the chart to be to connect all of these pieces together. Mm, that uh, that's fascinating, and that triggered another question for me. Um, I've also heard. And I'm, I'm familiar with this concept that something happens every seven years in the astrology chart um, having to do with a Saturn return. Um, is, is there anything that you can speak on about that to offer some, some clarity? I've talked about that on the podcast briefly before, but I don't have the, the expertise on it. So I wonder if you could offer some insight about that. Yeah, sure. So with the Saturn return, um, the Saturn return is like a, a powerful event that a lot of people fear and I get why I get why there's a fear around it but there's there doesn't need to be a fear around it necessarily so Saturn deals with your karma and not necessarily the karma is in terms of like a, a punishment energy but literally like think of it as we're all farmers we've been planting this, and here, here's how here's how I explain the Saturn return actually as well so Saturn return comes about around every about between 27 and 30 years now so when you're born, Saturn is like the father energy and the father gives you some homework to do. <laughs> and then he says he's, well, he's going out to work for the next like 27, 28 years. And he's going to come back home and he's going to see how much of the homework or the mission that you've accomplished. And then when you get, when the father gets back, he goes through the, the missions, the, the homework that he's given you. Now, inevitably this, this is, this is a homework that can't be fully completed. So there's a part of the homework that you've completed, which, which the father energy will reward you greatly for. And there's a part of the homework that you have not completed or failed at. And you're going to get punishment for that. And it's not like a good or bad punishment necessarily. It's just a, this is, this is what happened based upon the seeds that you planted. So we're all farmers in this, in this life and we're planting these seeds. So the Saturn return is basically the harvest. It's like, I'm now reaping what I've sown for the last um, 28 to 30 years. Now, in my Saturn return, I had my Saturn return recently. I'm 31 now. So my Saturn return ended around about last year-ish. And I had, a, I, had a, I had a great Saturn return because uh, all of the things that I planted were coming to fruition. There were some challenges. There were some obstacles that came in there. There's some things that I'm still need working on healing. But for the most part I can't really complain but maybe that's with the benefit of hindsight now that I'm out yes <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I'm actually turning 28 in two weeks and I know that's the 
the the supposed general age when Saturn return is meant to occur. And I am looking forward to what sorts of changes are about to happen to me in my life. I've been doing a lot, a lot of healing and working on improving and growing my spiritual my spirituality. And um I'm excited to experience um, experience a, a, a new beginning, so to speak. Really, I'm really prepared for that. And um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else would you What else would you like to talk about and share with our listeners today? Um. So, I really want to share that as well because because we're speaking about the Saturn return. It's also a great energy for timing because Saturn really deals with time. In mm. the way that we that we look at uh, look at time, because it does let these deadlines and and the deadline of the father coming back to check if you've done your homework and whatnot. So mm. where we look at and when you think of time, it's always time is always told on something circular, on something round. Whether it's a watch or a clock, or for the most part, it's always on something round. Mm-hmm. So with a birth chart, the birth chart is also this this round circular shape. So we can actually look at the, the birth chart in the, as, as a timing mechanism as well to, or something to, something to tell the time in terms of where we're at in life. So each one of those 12 slices of pizza, the houses, we move into a different one of those each and every year. So we can say, okay, cool, this year, then you know what you're working on each year. So you can say, this year I'm working on my creativity or this year I'm working on my healing or this year I'm working on my relationships. And it can really give you that clarity of knowing where you're at each year so that you know where to focus. Does that make sense? Oh, that is so fascinating. I particularly find that interesting because um, every year on my birthday, it's in July, um, I have my own what I call fiscal year. So you know how like everybody starts their year in January, right? You know, they set their goals and they, you know, they had, have these intentions about what they want to experience that year. Well, I do that in July when my year starts. I don't do that in January. I do it in July and I, and I give myself an intention for the year or a word that I want to, uh, bring into my life. So this past year, my word was abundance. So I was really focusing on abundance this year. Um, So now that's really interesting that I can go to my chart before I'm ready to set those intentions and I could find out what it is that um, would be most beneficial for me to work on this year. Oh, so that's particularly interesting for me. (laughs) Yeah, 100%. Yeah, please continue. Yeah, so it's a, it's a super simple, it's a super simple technique, but it's super, super powerful. So it's something that um, even even the beginners can can dive into straight away. It's called annual perfections. Um, and it just be, it's, it's super powerful to help you. So you're coming up to 28, did you say, yeah? Mm-hmm. So that's coming up to a fifth house year. So the fifth house year is dealing with concepts like creativity, um, empowering yourself and, and your confidence. Um, self-love um, and the creativity also in terms of procreation as well so in terms of children as well we're working on that aspect as well so the children could be the physical children that you're bringing forth into the world or it can be the children in terms of your 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 creative children your baby your project that you're that you're working on and bringing bringing to life as well mm-hmm. and as we've come out of this eclipse season um, recently where there's been a hell of eclipses and retrogrades that we're kind of still in it's, it's really a great time as well that we're actually beginning this birthing period where, where we're in the cancer season at the moment, they were moving, moving out into the Leo season, where we begin to, to, to birth the, the, the lioness energy and really come forth and step into our power. So I, I definitely feel as though that can be um, a, a powerful year for you, for, for love, for creativity and for confidence. Mm-hmm. Thank you for filling my cup with that. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> I feel like particularly um, for myself, the creativity is something that has been challenging for me, mostly because I've been trying to push it too hard. So um, recently I talked about on the podcast how um, 
I, I had some severe burnout for a while there because I was trying to force that creative energy. And I know that that is something that I need to pay more attention to and to um, honor the ebbs and flows of, of my creativity. So reaping the benefits of it when that energy is there, but then allowing myself to go more inward when it's not just to receive whatever it is that I need to. And then when that creative energy comes back, okay, now I will put these ideas into action and, and um, manifest them essentially. Mm. Yeah. It's interesting you say that as well, because the, the, the age of 27 is a fourth house year, which is, which is self-care and self-nurturing. So mm. okay, let me just be easy on myself at the moment and know when know when I need to feed into myself instead of feeding outwards into the world. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how that came how um, COVID came up for me this year because um, it really did focus on self love, self care, prioritizing that, and making myself a number one priority. That's definitely something that's been a hard lesson for me to learn, especially, um, I am a mother, so I do have a child and putting yourself first doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like it should be what you do, but ultimately if you don't care for yourself, then you can't really care for other people. So that's a hard lesson that I've learned, but I'm glad that I have learned it because it's fun to take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What else? uh, what else can you share with us? I know you've got some nuggets of wisdom. Yes, definitely. So, um, so yeah, definitely, I definitely feel with the with the self the self care journey is something that I've been um diving into myself as well during this time, and it's really a great energy as well because astrology also can teach you how to how to care for yourself in the best way and what your energy and what your body actually needs to to feel fulfilled to feel fueled. So we can look at it to understand, and, and all of this is a part of abundance, because mm-hmm. when we're thinking about abundance, we also, a lot of the times we're programmed to think about abundance in, in something external. So like I need to invest in property, or I need to invest in cryptocurrency, or I need to you know, mm-hmm. put my money here, put my money there. And then it's like, a, and then when we ask the question, okay, how, how much money have you put in yourself? It's like, oh, don't worry about that. I'm saying I need to <laughs> I need to put cryptocurrency that that so we mm-hmm. were forgetting that we are the number one asset so yes yes so when, when you keep on feeding into yourself like like a plant then if, if we see ourselves as a plant as well if you we keep on feeding into ourselves like a plant or like a tree then the fruit will grow but if we if, if we don't feed into ourselves then we end up being like the I don't know a tree that was that, that was meant to be but never quite was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm totally vibing with that. This past year, I have invested more into myself, like financially invested more in myself this year than I have ever in my life. Like I'm talking like over $10,000 that I've invested in myself this year, which to other people it seems like such a strange concept cuz And I say that because um, the majority of the people outside my circle don't grasp that you are your number one asset asset, and that um, you are your greatest investment. You know, every, every amount, every dollar that you invest in yourself will be returned to you 30 times. And I really see that that investment in myself has a ripple effect on the people around me and it um, nourishes my life and uh, helps me embody the person that I want to become, which has that external abundance. But I know that I have to start with me. And that's really what I find embodiment about and why I find that astrology is such a great tool because it does help you embody the abundant version of yourself because you're, you're absolutely right. Abundance is a feeling it's not a possession and it when you start 
calculating your abundance based on what you have. You're just going to perpetuate the manifestation of lack, you know, always thinking that I need more, I need more. But when you have a feeling of of abundance that starts within you, you always come from a place of abundance. And it's amazing how that completely has this domino effect on your life about um, your relationships that you have, um, the, the way that you approach the decisions that you make in life. You know, it, you know, I'm maybe not articulating myself the best right now, but I, I really do see how it has this domino effect. Do you, do you have anything to add to that? I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. Like I, I've, I've always thought that um, investing in, investing in yourself was, I wouldn't say always, but like when I really, when I really plugged into um, the fact that, in fact, take, taking it back, it was actually um, after I read, I read the book, The Secret. And The Secret, even though it's like a, a, sim- a simplistic book, it, it, was a, it was the beginning of my journey. And I feel as though it's kind of the beginning of many people's journey. There's a couple of books that people kind of, like The Power of Now is also a good one that kind of starts people along their journey. So it started me on my journey and the, the click that it realized for me is that oh wow like I can I can change this shit like I can do things with my own mind and my own energy and, and change this whole reality this is this is all a reflection of me and what's going on inside of me oh shit, I didn't know who, who nobody told me this mm-hmm. so when I realized that it was like okay cool I'm gonna start pouring into myself so when I was in, in in a sales job before, and this was the, as, as well a, a, another beginning of the journey of me investing in myself, I was I was in there, and I thought I was going to be amazing at this sales job, but I turned out being t- I was I was terrible, and I thought you know what? I thought I kept on seeing people getting fired around me because they're not hitting targets, and I was like oh, I have to get good at this because I didn't have any other job or anyway anywhere getting a job at the time, so. And every time that I was getting a paycheck, I was running out on the lunch break to go to the shop to buy a book on sales. And then I'd be reading the book in between calls and I'm really feeding into myself. And then I learned I could make more money from that. So, but it's happened everywhere in terms of my life by investing in, in myself um, with the way that I eat, um, investing in myself with the way that I sleep and really just with the knowledge and the wisdom and the experience because now that is something that I can sh- always share with people to not just manifest physical abundance which is definitely great but manifest the feeling of abundance to be able to share energy with people and transact with people on an energetic level and see the fact that I have an overflow of energy so when another person is feeling low that I can share my overflow of energy with them and help to bring them up too. Yes. I I think that there's a lot of fear around the word abundance. And and I say that because when we think of abundance, we usually the first thing that comes to mind is money, right? And people have this fear about money because they see the billionaires in the world and they see the quote unquote bad things that they're doing with money. But that's what the media does. The media shows the bad things that people do with money and they neglect to show us the amazing things that some billionaires do with money. So it's a very one-sided story that we've been seeing. And so people fear the fear the identity that they would have once they have money because of the bad things that they see. When really there's nothing to fear. Money is a tool. It's like a kitchen knife, right? You know, you can either use that kitchen knife to prepare a beautiful meal for your family, or you can use that same knife to murder someone, right? It's it's a tool and same with money. Money doesn't change a person, person it just amplifies who you are. So the way that I see it, there, there's nothing to fear about abundance. It is in fact your birthright to be abundant. And we all benefit when we are all abundant. I I believe that there are more good people in the world than bad. And if we all simply had the courage to step into our abundant selves, that we would actually see 
more positive changes in the world and helping more and more people achieve the abundance and become their abundant selves. 100%. I, I really agree. And, and I think somewhere along the line, we, we as, a, as a community, as a collective, as a culture, created this emotional connection to money where there's, there's, there shouldn't really be an emotional connection. Like it's, it's numbers and it's paper. It's not, it's not, it's not that deep. <laughs> but the, the only thing we, what we should have an emotional connection with is our dreams, with our, mm-hmm. with our mission, with our purpose. And I always say that money follows purpose. Mm-hmm. It come money first and then purpose first it's like the more the more you're aware of your purpose whether you look into your whether you look into your birth chart and you realize oh I'm an I'm an incredible writer I'm meant to be an author I'm an incredible speaker I'm an incredible dancer once you realize that purpose then the next thing is okay cool you're gonna need some resources to to be able to express that vision and express that dream so for me abundance even if you want to look at it as money is is a form to to help you to help your self expression. It's it's all about self expression. How can I express myself more? How can I connect with more people? How can I reach more people? How can I share more energy? How can I? It's it's about growth. Hello, confident soul. I am interrupting this episode as a reminder that if you have been wanting to learn more about your human design, that the invitation is still open to receive your free human design read with your enrollment of any of my coaching plans. With the combination of this human design read and any coaching plan, you will discover what it's like to master your energy, feel inspired to establish boundaries, be excited to speak your truth, know how to manifest your heart's desires through communication, and leave feeling empowered and confident as fuck. If that sounds like something you want to say yes to, then visit www.confidentlyyou.ca slash packages to book your free confidence call so that we can get to know each other and feel if our energies align. This promotion is available until July 31st, 2021, and there are only 10 spots available. So I encourage you to take inspired action if this feels aligned. I know you are so excited to get back to this episode with Hamidi and I. So thank you for being in my space and let's get back to chatting with Hamidi. Where we look at growth in terms of, when we say, when we think of growth, we think, yeah. That's, that's a word I can get behind. But then if we, when we say money, it's like, oh, it, it brings all sorts of uh, emotions up. It's like, oh, I haven't got enough. It's like, how did, like, what's enough? <laughs> like, so yeah, it's, it's crazy. We have definitely have an emotional attachment to, to money. But like you said, abundance is our birthright. So we can, we can all access it. So I want to share with people how you can look into your birth chart and find out um, who you are, what your purpose is, because money follows purpose. And when you align with your purpose, then the resources line up behind that. Mm, absolutely. The way that I see it, um, in my business particularly, I tend to focus on uh, what is the impact that I want to make? Because with impact, there is income. And I mean, ultimately, I do need to feed my family. I do need to care for my family. That's important. Um but I find that the more I focus on what is the impact that I want to make, the more income that I actually received. It's all about the intention that we, that we put behind our actions and what it is that we want to manifest. Because I know that if I focused on money, that it, it probably wouldn't be as fulfilling for me, first of all, because I, I, I wouldn't be helping people to the caliber that I want to. Um, but it probably be less interesting as well <laughs> yes mm-hmm. definitely I feel as though I feel as though a lot of things once we once we really begin to understand the universal laws because astrology is one of the universal laws because it's as above so below and once a lot of the universal laws are very counterintuitive because for me I don't know if you've experienced this as well Amber but for me the more I focus on my own personal Hamidi needs the less those needs get fulfilled. And the more I focus on um, other people, how I can help other people's needs and how I can help and support them, 
the more my needs get fulfilled. And I mean, I don't mean to take people away from self-care. Like I, I, I focus on my sleep. I focus on getting good food. I, I take care of this, of this stress and, and my energy. But in terms of the fact of um, business, you being a businesswoman as well, you realize that it's, it's, it's not about what I want. Absolutely. <laughs> person it's like how can I'm here to help you how can I help you is the is yeah is the moment it's funny that you say that because um I'm taking a business course right now and one of the things that they talk about is um you know it's not about what you want to create Mm -hmm. it's what do people need you to create what is it that they want to experience through you and so I mean, for the longest time, I've been focusing about, well, I want to teach about this. So I want to teach about this. And it's I, 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 I. And I realize that is so backwards. I need to um, gauge my my audience or who it is that I am meant to serve and um, instead shifting the focus. Okay, what do these people need Mm. from me? And then adapting my knowledge to suit the needs of other people definitely and that's and that's where we can begin to align with the universal flow and the divine and the divine order because mm-hmm. and sometimes it's sometimes it's difficult to let go because it's like I've had that same thing with yeah this is what I want to do this is this is my kind of vision and it's really aligning that vision with you still need to like hold on to the essence of your vision but we we need to allow ourselves to be adaptable because at the one time I had I had this I had this dream of like like the Astro Academy. It's like this is how I want it, this is how I want it. But when I was creating it, it was like I kept on hitting up against a brick wall with it because it's like we don't want that, I mean. <laughs> like then I created the at the Astro Abundance, the the abundance readings and the Astro Abundance, and people were eating that up because that's what they needed at the time. So when we can actually um cleanse our ego and, and actually get out of our own way sometimes then we can look at what the universe needs from us and fulfill that need. And then in, in reverse, the universe will fulfill our needs. Mm-hmm. It's about being concrete in, in the vision, but flexible in the approach. And you mentioned the word surrender, and that is something I have been learning a lot about recently. Um, And I think one of my biggest takeaways from the manifestation course that I took was releasing the how. The how is not your job. Your job is the what and the why. And really just focus on those. And the universe takes care of the who, it takes care of the when, and it takes care of the how. But we live in such a world where we we um, we value logic and the use of the left side of the brain that we don't we don't uh, learn how to express and and hone the skill of the right side of the brain, which is where the intuition is. It's in the right side, mm, and our into. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, which is receiving and allow, allowing ourselves to receive. Mm-hmm. Yes, and working with the universal energy. And the more that I learn to surrender and release the how, the more that you leave room for magic to happen. Mm. And that's a really, um, that's a tricky word to get across to people because when you say magic, they look at you and they give you the deer in headlights kind of thing. Like, nope, you lost me. Not into magic. But uh, you know, it's there, you, you know, and you were talking about uh, something about how our co- we have uh, our consciousness has uh, the ability to um, change outcomes of things. That's not exactly what you said, but something along the lines of that. And that reminded me of the double slit experiment. If any of the listeners are not familiar with this, um, ultimately, this is an experiment done in the field of quantum physics where um, the, they were observing subatomic particles and the behavior of subatomic particles and how just the sheer act of observation changes the behavior of subatomic particles, which gave them or which brought them to the conclusion that your unique consciousness has effect on the energy around you and that you have the power to change that. But so many of us, unfortunately, are denying that power that we have. But if only more people knew about this power that they have, the better that we would be able to manifest 
these desires that we have and live more fulfilling lives because then that would that would get, give everyone the permission slip to live the life that they actually want to live, the life that they are meant for. But we fear, we fear that because that's not what we are taught to do. Not at all. We're taught to observe all of the bad things that are happening in our lives. And, and it's this focus. Focus is a multiplier. So we, what we focus on multiplies, what we focus on grows. And where we focus on the, the bad things, do we get more of those things? And where we focus on the areas of growth, where we focus on gratitude, and, and those are the things that grow in our lives too. So it's, it's that balance in the aspect of, yes, we need, to, we need to be aware of the areas of ourselves that we could, um, that we could heal. And healing is really essentially letting go and surrendering. Because what we, because what we hold on to, I was, I've been speaking a lot about the the, the moon as well recently, and, and and in terms of being present, because the moon deals with um, emotions, but it also emotions, intuition, and magic as well. There's the scary word, <laughs> so <laughs> it also deals with memories. Now, memories is actually a sickness of the moon, because the memories shows that we have an uncleansed moon. Because this is why we're holding on to these memories. This is why we're holding on to the past in terms of what happened in the past. Like my, my, my boyfriend left me, my girlfriend left me, I lost my job, daddy didn't do what I wanted him to do. All of these energies that we're, that we're holding on to is taking us out of the present moment. And the present moment is where, is where the creativity is, is where the gifts are, that's why it's called the present. So we can, when we can allow ourselves to literally let go of the, uh, of the past and the future, which is also connected to the how, which is like, like, like what you were saying before as well. It's like, well, well, how is it going to get done if I don't do it? And it's like, mm-hmm. well, and that's kind of inadvertently a very arrogant way of us looking at things. Mm. Like, I am so important that everything needs to get done by me and my two hands and my brain instead of, but I'm, I'm, I'm not trusting the whole entire universe because I, me as an individual, have more power than the whole entire universe and any event that can transpire, no, it's going to be done by me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. when, we can, when we can look at it like that and figure out, okay, cool, if, maybe I can surrender and, and just to see how things pan out, which is very scary, but it is the better way. Mm, I, I, I think that's such a um, unique perspective and I really appreciate you using the word arrogant because um, I, I think that that is something that's going to change people's perspective is using a, word, a, a strong word like arrogant because I haven't thought of it that way before but when you say it that way it actually makes a lot of sense. It's arrogant to think that you are you are the one that is always can, in control but if that were the case then why is it that people are continuing to live a life that they don't want? Right. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's the case that you are in, that you are in control, then yeah. Why aren't you living this life? Whereas if you release the fact that you don't have control over, over everything, that is when you do find yourself beginning to tap into to miracles and magic and abundance and things that you never even thought were possible begin to happen for you. At least that is what my, my experiences and the people that I learn from, like the people that are abundant and prosperous, this, these are the things that they have taught me and that I have now embodied myself. Yes, hundred percent. And I always say that abundance and manifestation should be easy and effortless. The reason it should be easy is because you're, you're supposed to be using your natural gifts, the, what, what the universe gifted you to come here with. So for me, astrology is easy. And that's why I use it to manifest with because I because I also love it and it's my passion and it's my purpose. So I do I do what's easy for me. And if it's hard for you, if it's a struggle, if it's a grind, if it's a slug, it's a probably a good sign that you're doing the wrong thing. Like <laughs> that you're swimming against the tide of the ocean. So but the we we've been taught so much into hustle culture. That it's like hustle and grind and it doesn't matter if you're tired, no rest, sleep when you're dead and all of those lies basically. And to be honest, like maybe it was important for the time and that's, they were teaching people in, in the best way that they understood at the time, but we understand better now and we understand mm-hmm. it's like, okay, 
it's no longer a time with like when we look at it in the universal way because i like to connect everything to the universe so we understand that it's much easier to swim with the tide of the ocean than to swim against it and we would never do that in in that sense but when we do it in our life we do it all the time constantly yes <laughs> yes the way that I see it, if you are constantly meeting resistance in your life, and I don't mean obstacles because we all need to overcome obstacles. But what I'm saying is if you are going against what feels natural to you, going against what energetically aligns for you, then you're going to constantly continue to meet resistance in your life. And that is not fun. That is not fulfilling. There is no happiness with that. And so I love how you use the ocean tide as, as an example. I think that's a great metaphor to, to demonstrate what we're talking about here is like, yes, you, you can swim. If you swim with the tide, yes, there might be like a coral reef that you have to dodge out of the way, but it's there and you move out of the way and you just keep going. Whereas if you try to swim against the tide, you're going to find yourself stuck in the same place. You're not going to get any further into the ocean because it's going to keep pushing you back to where you were and trying to show you like, no, you have to go this way and then you will experience some movement. Oh, that's a great, great metaphor. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> and you're exhausted going against the tide and you're not, mm-hmm. getting, you're not getting anywhere and you're exhausted. But when you go mm-hmm. with the tide, you, you're full of energy and, and you're flying. <laughs> so it's, but but I've definitely and and I don't mean to say any any of this to preach because I I'm I the, pretty much every one of my lessons are from me doing the wrongs doing the wrong shit again and again and again and mm-hmm. <laughs> realizing you know what let me help you not do that because it was a stupid idea for me so, so I don't want it to be for anybody else either so mm-hmm. yeah but it go it definitely goes back to what you're saying in terms of the the letting go of the how because I feel as though the reason why we swim against the tide is because we have this concrete idea in our mind of exactly what the path should be and when it doesn't turn out like that we, we constantly like rigidly go towards our our idea of the path instead of um connecting with what it really should be and I feel as though astrology is, is astrology is a way of the universe communicating with you in terms of what the what the universe is doing right now and what it needs right now and I was speaking to my friend yesterday about this also that a lot of the a lot of the struggles that we find in terms of abundance in terms of manifestation in terms of fulfillment is through the illusion of separation so we believe that we are separate from everything else it's this this me identity it's like me Hamidi or me or you Amber and we don't realize that, that I'm a reflection of you and that you're a reflection of me and that what is happening, or, or even the events that are happening, is, if, it's, if it's raining outside, no, it, it, I'm separate from what's happening outside here. But when we begin to look at it as like, no, the whole universe is a mirror of what the whole universe is doing. And I am a part of that whole. So when I get with it, then I've got the power of the whole ocean. When I get with the ocean, I've got the power of the whole ocean. When I swim against the whole ocean, I've got the whole power of the ocean against little me. (laughs) Oh, yes, yes. That's such a juicy nugget right there. Um, For any of the listeners that are not familiar with the universal laws, I think what you are speaking on right now is about the law of oneness and the law of correspondence. And to kind of like, briefly summarize that here I like to think of the law of oneness as you know imagine two vehicles colliding Mm -hmm. and um, even if there isn't a severe accident even if they just lightly scrape against each other so you could think of that as like a brief interaction that you have with another person well when those two vehicles even gently scrape across each other then you see paint Mm -hmm. from the other vehicle that leaves a little bit of a mark on the other vehicle and it's unless if I mean this medic metaphor has a flaw because we can get body work done and it fixes it but you know leaving that aside you know if you just think about the idea that these two vehicles scraping each other they permanently have an effect on each other and it's the same thing with people and and the and the universe is that you know when you collide 
with someone else or something, you permanently have effect on that other person and, and your energies become uh, entangled. Uh, entangled with each other. And again, this is something that, you know, not everyone jives with the universal laws, but, you know, then here's science. Well, then there's quantum physics talking about quantum entanglement. This is a real thing that science absolutely proves. And I wish that more people were aware of this, which ergo this podcast, putting this type of information out there so that more people access it. But um, I was having a conversation with a friend recently talking about, um, you know, manifestation and whatnot. And she said that she didn't believe any of it because there's no science to back it up. And I said, well, that's not true. There's lots of science that, that backs this up. You simply haven't looked at it. You ha- you've denied yourself the opportunity to even find out the information. But if you did, you'd see that it's there. There is information there. And so I think that this is a great opportunity to, to show people that, you know, this isn't just like some woo woo shit that came out of left field. Like, no, this is stuff that we are, we are discovering as a human race to be scientific fact and that it is true. Yeah. 100%. And I feel as though like the, the people, the people who are ready to, to ready to hear your wisdom will definitely hear it. Um, even mm-hmm. if the, the, the Kabbalion says it as well. Um, the, the 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 lips of wisdom are are closed to everybody except the ones that can hear. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really being able to reach out and to offer offer your vibration. And and this is this is for for you, Amber, for me, and for all of our listeners to to offer and shine your light. Those who are ready to see your light will will come to it, and those who are not quite ready or will we'll not come to it you know what I'm saying but then mm-hmm. we and the I like the science of it as well because I used to I, I used to love chemistry in school that was one thing that I loved I, I love like pouring these different chemicals in the world fascinating so mm. for me I also see that in terms of um the energetic interactions that we have with each other so when I can look at my birth chart, I can understand this is okay, this is my chemical makeup. You know what I'm saying? This is my DNA, my this is the components of who I am. And then we've got another person's birth chart, and this is the components of who they are. So we can then see, do these chemicals um make a beautiful tasting liquid? Or do these chemicals come together and make a poison? Mm, yes. So, so we can we can begin to figure this out beforehand or at least get a heads up of what kind of interaction it would be because we've all been in those interactions where where we've had some beautiful tasting liquid and we've also had some poison so it would be nice to know which one which, which one you're going into it'd be nice to have a label on the on on, on the package <laughs> yes that is such a great again another great metaphor so thank you for bringing that that forward yeah um, we are, we're coming to, um, a close on our time here. I'd love if you could, um, share with us how our listeners can connect with you, work with you, make perhaps share about your abundance course that you have coming up. Yes. Yeah, so on the 21st of August, I've got an astro abundance course coming up, which is where you're going to learn for six weeks, how to understand all the aspects of astrology and utilize it to understand your spiritual gifts and figure out how to serve the world with it and how to manifest some real world tangible results because we're taking astrology to a new level right now where it's for the, for those of people who think of it it was just something who that's woo woo and that doesn't actually um relate to the real world i'm going to show you exactly how to manifest some real world results with it and um, be that be that money be that partnership be that fame be that success whatever it is that that means to you and you can also find lots of my content. The majority of my content you'll find is on Instagram at Success Forever Astrology. So if you want success forever, then follow Success Forever Astrology on Instagram. Thank you. And that will also be in the show notes for the listeners as well. Um, wonderful. Thank you. Do you have any um, final thoughts that you would like to share before we sign off here? Yes, I want to share with um, your listeners just a little one key that they can utilize in their birth chart, even if they're a beginner, to to understand, okay, how can I, what's something that I can take away and and use right away? So you you spoke about the South Node and the North Node. So 
with that energy, it's a great energy to utilize to figure out um, your vehicle because your south node is like your vehicle and your north node is like your destination. So the south node being an energy of what you've got a lot of past life abilities, there's a lot of energy there for you. It's like the engine of your vehicle. So if you really want to start propelling yourself towards your destiny, then focus on pouring into your south node and making sure that your engine or your vehicle is filled up. And then with your north node, hire that out and delegate that, bring that into your life through someone else, through an outside source. And you're going to start seeing some results propelling into your life. Mm, Thank you for that. And thank you. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Uh, It's funny that uh, you, you found your way to me because I have actually been manifesting uh, an astrologer to come on to the show and talk about it. So that's an example of manifestation coming to fruition for me. So thank you so much. I know that there are some great takeaways for our listeners and it's been a blessing to have you on today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Absolutely. And listeners, um, be sure to follow Hamidi, a success forever astrology on Instagram. And thank you for listening today. And I look forward to connecting with you on the next episode. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am truly honored that you have entrusted me to fill your cup with all the good stuff. If this episode blew your mind, please show me some love by downloading and subscribing a small, simple action that helps me share my mission with more people. Did you have any major breakthroughs? I want to hear about them by screenshotting this episode and tagging me on Instagram or Facebook. You can follow me on Instagram at confidently.amber for daily confidence building tips and updates about my workshops, programs, and freebies. I'm sending you so much love and gratitude, and I look forward to connecting in the next episode. Mwah.